0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to See the Sunrise. This is season two and episode 14. Seeing the Sunrise is about seeing Christ in your everyday situations. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33, and verse 3, the Lord spoke to the prophet while he was in prison, and he said to him, Call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Seeing the Sunrise is an opportunity to see what God is doing behind the scenes. Sometimes His presence is not keenly evident, but I assure you, He is there. All we need to do is look for Him. This week in my devotions, my focus has been on waiting, and I'm going to continue with that theme as I place emphasis on the time period between Jesus' crucifixion and His ascension. Although there were many sightings of Jesus after his resurrection, everyone didn't get to see him, but those whom he was close to, the ones he taught, his disciples, he gave instructions for them to wait, and he would send another comforter, but there were conditions to receiving the comforter. In John 14, Jesus said to his disciples, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be with you. Here in this discourse, Jesus was at the last supper and he had just finished washing the feet of his disciples. When he finished, he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. What were his commandments? Well, to wash each other's feet, to to love one another the same way he loved them and demonstrated his love for them, and to put their faith in God the Father and in Jesus himself. Jesus was promising that if they did this, that he would pray to his Father, and his Father would send them another comforter. This should be of great assurance to anyone who has spent time with him and not only spent time with him, but also saw what he could do and to also hear uh, of anything that they needed and moreover wanted that he, the Lord would make sure and provide. And moreover, seeing how whatever he did or said, Jesus always kept his word, doing everything he said he would do. He wouldn't want to, who wouldn't want to follow him? That was like money already in the bank. Jesus gave these instructions when he was with them prior to his crucifixion. But it's one thing to trust when you can when you can see it. But when you can't see it, when it's gone, when he's gone, doubt sets in and one can be easily swayed into forgetting or losing their confidence. But I don't want you to lose sight of what I want to really focus on, and that is the waiting. Jesus was going to send another comforter, but it wasn't going to be immediate. Did you ever ask why? Jesus knew that they were going to need encouragement, and he knew that their hearts would be broken, that some would begin to vacillate between belief and unbelief. So why is he making them wait? Don't they need that reassurance? We find in the book of Acts, chapter 1 and verses 3 through 5. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days, and he spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. When it comes to waiting, I equate it in a way, or kind of look at it analogous with a pregnant mother. First, a child is conceived, and once that action takes place, there's a period of confirming and growth. For a fully developed baby, before a fully developed baby comes forth, there's an incubation period. The time where certain things are forming as development takes place. Usually, it's broken up into trimesters, and some expected parents, some expected parents, actually wait until the second trimester to announce that they are expecting an offspring. A typical pregnancy it lasts about forty weeks. The fetus undergoes many stages throughout maturation, and as the fetus is growing, there are some visible changes that are occurring on the outside. In that first trimester is when the early changes occur. Mom begins to observe these things. There's sometimes fatigue or nausea. Sometimes she's craving crazy things like ice cream and pickles or sardines. She may experience mood swings or headache or weight gain or loss. And while mom is experiencing changes, the baby is developing. I'm getting to a point here, so stay with me. In the second trimester, things ease up a bit. But your body is continuing to change, which is allowing the baby to continue to grow. And then in the third trimester, it's the final stage of pregnancy. Discomforts that started in the second trimester continue with new ones as the baby is now becoming too big to carry uh, much longer and birth is about to come. It's interesting, I went through those three trimesters in a few minutes, but we know if anyone who has experienced pregnancy, and I have, and we know those nine months are some of the longest nine months of your life as you go through the process and all of the changes. As I said earlier, I equate um, having a baby uh, or wait, having this pregnancy, I equate it a little bit with waiting. It takes 40 weeks, as I said earlier, in a typical pregnancy. It was 40 days when Jesus ascended into the heavens. His delivery, his return to the Father, That's what was happening. He his work here was done. He was being delivered to our Lord, our His Father, our Father. But prior to His ascension and after His resurrection, Jesus was seen. Just like the outward visible changes that can be seen by an expected mother. Jesus was birthing his disciples from the moment he called them and told them to come and follow him. And he told them, I will make you fishes of men. Their birth their spiritual birth was gonna take some time. You see, when he called them as fishermen, they really didn't understand what they were getting ready to uh, partake or, or be a part of. And this is the beginning of their walk with Christ. Maybe it was the first trimester. The external signs the disciples experienced were like the incubation period of spiritual development where they walked with Christ and watched the miracles he performed. They were in their infancy stages of spiritual birth. They watched him and he taught them. And one of the first things he taught them was how to pray. Teaching them to pray was teaching them to depend on God or for them to acknowledge and understand that they needed to rely on God. But that wasn't the only thing he was teaching them in their spiritual birth. Jesus was also teaching them to serve. And that is what makes someone great. He taught them not to worry. He told them to love unconditionally and not judge others, uh, to give in secret. Nobody needs to know what you're doing. And when you give your word, keep your word. He also told them to keep his commandments and ask the Lord for what you need to forgive others and to have faith. He was training them so that when they were as they were getting their spiritual birth, as they were being rebirthed in spirit, these are the things he was teaching them while they were with him. Jesus was equipping them for what they would expect, when he, what they could expect when he was gone and how to keep the work he had begun going. That is what any good parent would do, teach their children. And Jesus was not only teaching in word, but he was also teaching in deed. He told them to do what he had done. But the good thing is they would not have to do it by themselves. Just as he was with them, he was sending another who would also be with them and help them to continue to carry on the mission that he started with them, which he taught and told them to do. It was the time of delivery when he went into Galilee to the mountain. Jesus had appointed for them to go there, and when they saw Jesus there, they worshiped him, but they still had some doubt. He'd been crucified and resurrected. He appears to them, but yet they still had doubt. But it had to be reassuring to them to see him after the crucifixion, to see him resurrected. It was there where he proclaimed in Matthew 18 through 20, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. They weren't going to have to do this by themselves. The Lord was going to send someone, a comforter, one who would help them to carry out the mission that God had purposed. Jesus implemented it, and what gives us, it's what gives us rebirth, new life. You may be someone who has prayed, You've asked God to help you in a particular situation or circumstance. I'm not sure what that might be, but God hears you and he answers prayer. Remember, one of the first things he taught the disciples was how to pray. And when he taught them to pray, it was all about reliance on God, depending on God, trusting in God, and knowing that God would hear and answer them. Sometimes God's response is immediate. And then there are those times he makes us wait. If you're a child of God, you don't have to worry while you wait because God is a God of promise. And if you have prayed according to his will, his word says you can ask what you will. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, you can ask what you will. So if you're asking according to his word, you can be assured that he has heard you And He will answer you, and that alone should bring peace in the wait. So trust God. Stop doubting. Stop listening to the noise around you than the naysayers, and know that while you are waiting, just like that mother about to give birth to her child, that God is growing something up inside of you, so that you can fulfill His plan. Because remember. It's not about us. It's about Him. And so, our theme, our resonating tone should be For Christ I live, and for Christ I die. Waiting isn't so bad when you know what's coming. And trust me, Jesus is so well worth the wait. Until next time, God bless you, and be sure to see the sunrise to see Christ in your everyday situations.